gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Sonoma Sun FM presents live from Sonoma, California, which of course in German means a whale's vagina. Tim Livingston. Hey, big time, Timmy Jim. What's up? Pete Livingston. My name? Uh, uh, Pete. Uh, and Sam Livingston. Uh, I hate rabbits. Taking you into Mondays the only way they know how. With love. I love you, Kate Puncher! Los Livingston Brothers on Sonoma Sun FM, KSVY 91.3, Sonoma. Eleven, eleven o two, eleven o two, in the PM. And this is Los Livingston Brothers. Yes, it is show number. Wow, hold on. I need to turn myself up. There we go. Show number. What are we on? This is, I think, one twenty seven. One twenty seven sounds good to me. This is uh, Pedro Livingston. I and call- to my right, we have. Uh, Big Tim. Big Tim. And then uh, to my left, my immediate left, we have rounding out the panel of extraordinary Livingston gentlemen. We have Sam, Samuel James Livingston, or as he is called, Sam Slick D. Willie. Live from a whale's vagina in Sonoma is Louis Livingston Brothers. I can't even hear myself. Is that like... I turned you up. Oh, there you go. There you go. go. Turn it up. Turn up your headphones. Turn my headphones up. Turn them up. So we um, obviously big news in entertainment. Big news everywhere this week. This has been a big week. Big everything. Big everything. Big moon. Big movies. Big movies. Big Big sports. Big boobies. Big FGC drama as always. Big big FGC drama. Unfortunately, a big death. Um, As the intro music, yeah, alludes obviously, to. Boast. Oh, Tony Bo- Soprano, Boast. But um, yeah, no, I um, that that was tough. That when when you when you even read that, you you, you do. That's one of those where you have to read it twice. Where you for just, those who didn't know, J- you know. Mr. James Gandolfini. Of Sopranos fame, he played Mr. Tony Soprano. He passed away, f- stroke. I, I th- heard attack. heart attack or stroke, and no one seems to decide to go which way. Um, but he was shooting a movie in Italy, and he was on vacation from that shoot. Mm. And uh, and yeah, turns out his his twelve uh, year old son came in, saw him on the floor. That's some Godfather is. That man. is, yeah. That's that's like the end end of the first so. one. Mm-hmm. In the tomato, in the, the yeah, tomato, in the, in the uh, tomato farm, yeah, man. Not the tomato farm, the tomato patch. Oh, the patch, yeah, or whatever, in farm. his backyard. Because wanted to make sauce right there in the house, but uh, but yeah, and uh, hey, make a little ragu, ragu. Forget ragu. about it. Put the sweet sausage in there, moi. But um, a little gabagool, a little gabagool for you, a little gabagool. But um, but and and and, and, and you know the the last week has been nothing but uh, but you know just talking about what he meant to TV you know and him being a character actor he had some other parts that a lot of people brought up True Romance being 
one of the bigger ones. Um, but it, it, it starts and, and basically ends with Tony Soprano. And he's the, he is the character that swung this, this paradigm shift in TV leading roles uh, for the 21st century. Yeah, he was a a generational character. Yes. Like, you're going to look at that era of film, or not film, but TV, TV yeah. shows, and that's, I mean, which is pretty cool. Like, he was able to put his stamp on the entertainment industry in a way that I don't think he'll be forgotten no. ever. No, no. Which is, I think it's really cool, and I, I thought it was fun. Oh, sorry, Sam, we got to let you get on. Do oh your yeah, thing my bad. As a media special coordinator for the Livingston Brothers, so if you, if you do want to follow along, uh, chat us up. Go ahead, get a, get up on uh, Facebook, Facebook dot com slash Los Livingston Brothers. If you uh, have not friended us already, go ahead and. We want you to. We love you. Friend us, and, and you can send us messages, no matter how dirty, how freak nasty, or how nice. We will uh, respond to them. Or all three. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We could do... I mean, we can talk about a bunch of things. If people feel like calling, if people are out there listening, if... Uh, I don't even know if you guys watched The Sopranos or if you had, like, a favorite moment yeah. or anything like that, but you can go ahead and call in. The number's uh, 707-933-9133. Um... But yeah, we have. And if you're looking to sponsor our show, you can go ahead and call Stan at seven zero seven seven three two zero three eight seven. Talking Please. to you, HBO. That's right. Get I on it. I know you're listening. Get on it. But anyway, I I think that it's really cool that he. I I know that you would be afraid that you would be super typecasted after that. You'd be right. like, hey, you will only get the mobster. Yeah. He did other stuff though. He did a lot of voice acting, mm-hmm. a lot, and he was in. He was in the War- where the wild things are. Where the wild things are. That was a big. And he role. was really cool in that. I liked him a lot yeah. in that. I thought that was really awesome. Um, I, I liked that movie a lot. He did. He did a lot of kind of. He did some. He was actually in some in some pretty big movies, um, playing kind of the bit parts. Like I said, he was a character actor. He was in Zero Dark Thirty. He was the CIA director in Zero Dark Thirty. Did I know that. Um, he was in. Oh, you said he was in True True, True Romance. Romance. That was a Tarantino. Mm-hmm movie where he gets his face incinerated by a, a like a aerosol can and a yes. lighter. That's right. So only Tarantino. That kitty. That's where. Um Tarantino if you wanna <laughs> if you wanna sponsor our show. QT, if you want to be on this. You know what I kinda went through a little again, big week this week. I, I I sat down on Netflix and watched like two Tarantino films. Oh actually no I didn't. I just I watched um what was it? I uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. For the first time in probably like 10 years. Still holds up? Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. I love that response. Kind of like, ah. By the way, Harrison Young will be joining us soon. Yeah. He's finishing up uh, the Mad Men tonight. Mm. Mad Men, I, I'm not sure season finale. It's either this week or next week, but. I, I randomly. St- well, I think. Pulp Fiction is it's still it's still really it's still a very fun movie. Now, Twenty years old almost now. Um, but I don't know. I think part of it might be somewhat dated. Yeah, I could see that. 
I know that it was a very, a very much a groundbreaking film, and that when he came out and did it, it you know every time he would do his film or come out with a new film, it was almost like but he was reinventing what was cool in cinema. Was it one of those so, things where it's like technology dated? Like if they had cell phones, kinda, none of this would have happened. Like Home Alone being completely no, because they had cell phones in the completely, movie, completely invalidated with the use of a cell phone. Yeah, they were like Zach Moore cell phones that they well, yeah, had, sure. but they but they had them. Okay. I don't know, you just like. You you would just have to just just watch it. And yeah. Now he definitely plays up like the cool like he I, you kind of tell you know it was still young Tarantino and he was like let's do super cool like everything yeah, and so it's kind of like me but I I still think he's an awesome director like mm-hmm. still really cool how I don't know yeah it's really cool well it's I, really cool film um it's cool over at the Death Valley Driver message board which I frequent um they are in the middle of of balloting. Uh, the top movies of the 1990s. And I believe Pulp Fiction was definitely a top 10 movie, I believe. It might have even been top five. You know what I think might have to be number one? You go Shawshank? No. Unforgiven? Unforgiven. Eastwood. Oh, yeah, that was Ackman, 92. Freeman. No. Best Western ever by some people's standards. This is a very good, That is a very good Western. Um, But I don't... I would. I'm. Forced. Well, and I've only seen this movie once, and I still have it as one of my favorite movies of all time, and that was Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, a lot of people like that because that movie's super intense. I, I've, I've seriously only, and I've said that before on the show that I've only watched it once. And, and of course, it's always it. The reason being, Harrison Young joining us in the studio right now, Mr. Harrison Young. Cool shirt, the Batman shirt. I like it. I am Batman. Oh my God, who what? That was a, uh, that's what's his name in studio. Uh, he just came in behind Harrison Young. Uh, cool chart. Now that sucked. That sucked really. <laughs> that was about on par. You could have done voiceover for what's his name. That's for Bale. Batman. Bale. Christian Bale. How's your voice? I got this shirt for free. Was it because you were playing Arkham Asylum? No, it's because he was playing no, Injustice. Ordered it. Just kidding. Well, I kid. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, so, but we were um. What, so what, what are you thinking then? Oh, but I, outside of Saving Private Ryan, the only reason why I can't watch that scene is because the the guy that stays in the stairwell and doesn't do anything about his buddy that gets stabbed. I tried rewatching that. I, I remember I wanted to see does it still get me worked up and yeah. get me like really upset. And I actually yeah. went onto YouTube. This was like a long time, like maybe a year ago. Went onto YouTube and just watched that one scene. And I couldn't do it. I was so upset, like I didn't yeah. sleep that night, and I was just like, I can't watch that movie. There's, there's some scenes in that movie where you're just like, wow, you just don't even know what. But I name. still saw it and was like, this is one of the greatest movies. Oh, it's harrowing as all hell. Really, really good. It's incredibly harrowing. Um, but you know what? I think my number one favorite movie is from the '90s. Sergeant Bilko. I was going to say in the army now, but <laughs> well, no, but I got. I think. Fork, Mike? Action going on. Fine. No. You remember, you got to hit the hit the button, and then we got some fourth fourth you, you mic there. Fourth meal. There. We got some fourth meal going. Oh yeah, we got to turn you up. Fourth sweet. Fourth hey, meal and Welcome. fourth mic. Fourth, fourth meal. meal. Fourth meal. Taco Bell. If you would like fourth, to sponsor a yeah. show, call Stan at seven zero seven. That's right. Seven three two zero three eight seven. But my, I think my, arguably my number one movie, Boogie Nights. That movie. That's that movie. What? The more you watch Boogie Nights. 
the better it gets. In like, the no in the nineties. Before, it was probably like the greatest ensemble cast in the 90s. Yeah. That was completely made up of everybody right before they blew up. Yeah. Like literally everybody yeah. in that movie became a Hollywood superstar and won Oscars. So and just, just alone. Golden just, Globes. Just top of my head. Macy, PSH, um, Julianne Moore, obviously Marky Mark. Um, Heather Graham, um, shoot, who else? Who else am I forgetting? There's a couple of big Burt ones. Burt Reynolds was in there. Well, that, he was at the tail end. This was kind of, this was PTA basically saying, hey, Burt, let's, let's, let's get you into a role that might have a chance PTA? to. PTA? Paul Thomas Anderson. Okay. Let's get you into, let's get you let's in a role. Let's use names. Okay, fine. <laughs> let's not. <laughs> fine. It's a, you let's start let's... throwing too many. Let's, let's start acronyms at me. I just WTF. You know, you know, Leo, you know, the face, you know, Leo, uh, you know, Leo turned that down, right? Oh man. He that turned that down. He, the um, Marky Mark role. Yes. He so turned that, it down. I mean, that made more, but, um, uh, what's his name? Was yeah. it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm blanking. Uh, John C. Riley was in yeah. there. Yes, he was. He was one of the the grips or camera guys. I can't remember what it was. He was, uh, Marky Mark's like best friend in that yeah. movie. Oh yeah, John that movie is just cr- really crazy good. Have you seen Boogie Nights? Boy, you should so, you should you should watch that so, one. So, and in the argument for greatest single shot steady cam of all time, you'll know the scene once you actually see the movie. You know what I'm talking about? But for the longest time, Goodfellas yeah. had the had the role of the best steady cam shot ever. Um, Children of Men recently had a steady cam shot that was really incredible. It's the one where. Uh it's at the end of the movie, right? When they're running towards the boat. Not that one's another one, but I'm talking about the car chase one. Oh yeah, I think that yeah. one. That okay. one's all one take. That's pretty ridiculous. Um, but you'll know oh, you're the, talking about children. Of yeah, Man. but in Boogie Nights, well, but in Boogie movies. Nights, there is a steady cam shot. Takes a few minutes. Once you understand that there's no cuts and it's a single shot, it's ridiculous. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Really good movie. So good, good call out. Um, I wish James Gandolfini was in that movie. With no spoilers, Mad Men season finale tonight, correct? Yeah. And good? Yeah, it's good. Okay. Okay, that's all we need to I know. just started um, watching the show randomly. It was kind of a few episodes into season two. That's... I just sat down. Uh, uh, ben, one of Ben Casillas' roommates yeah. was watching it. Ben wasn't home. Good call. He was, he was working... And so I just sat down, just started watching it. That's when the and show... It, and it took a few episodes to get into, but probably, like, the fourth episode, I was like, this show's really... This show yeah. kicks ass. The second, like, the the second season just of Just maybe want to just, like, yeah. smoke inside <laughs> and drink... Drink br- whatever hard stuff is around Whiskey and him. bourbon and, like, piss Gin, my pants yeah. like the dude did and... Yeah, that was great. Just... Smack girls on the butt and call them sweetheart, and just, yeah. it's okay. It, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's like Season- it made me it made me want to work in the 1960s, where you got paid lots of money to work one hour a day and then spend the rest of your time sleeping on your couch in your office and or drinking. Yeah. Hey man, they make well, the- we're sexually like, harassing. They're all your- like partners. I know. Of a multi-million dollar company. Yeah. So it's not like everybody's just freeloading. I like to think they are. <laughs> and they, in my mind, 
So and they just get all yeah, the women to do all. Mean. They just get all the women yeah. to do all the work. But speaking of, uh, we can we I'm try an orange. Well, one. I know you wanted to be here for this because you've seen The Sopranos, right? You're you're in on that. No, you haven't. I've never seen one episode. Wow. Of the Sopranos, and I probably never will. You need to. I think you need to. I because it's don't. a long it's a long series to get through. Don Draper, it's Walter very White, uh, Vic Mackey. I mean, you think of all these, not. You know, not straight line heroes for TV shows in the last ten years. They all have Tony Soprano. Why wouldn't for that. you watch? Are you? Isn't it like a mobsterish type show? Yes, it, I'm it, not really a huge fan of that. Not kind a big of stuff. You, You're gonna like that show. It's not as <laughs> mobsterish. As say, I hate that stuff. You're gonna love it. God Let me tell you, you really don't like this. It's like, a character. Show, st- you're it's, gonna like it's it. It's a character I'm study. I'm scared to death of great white sharks. Well, dude, you're gonna love yeah. this because I just oh, signed you up for Jesus. a swim with great white sharks. Yeah. It's gonna be amazing. So, so I hate them. Tan- quick tangent. I was playing Xenoblade Chronicles, and there's a part. I hate Xenoblade Chronicles. I love Xenoblade. Then Chronicles. you'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We're gonna play it. <laughs> so our next we in there. You're playing it. There's yeah. a part where you go after this item. At the edge of this cliff, and then all of a sudden, a giant freaking spider crawls up the wall right in front of you. And I was just like, "Oh yeah, yeah!" Like literally for the next hour and a half, if I felt like like the wind rustled my clothes or something, I freaking jumped. Hmm. Like literally, someone could have called me, and I would have fallen off the couch. <laughs> it was it was bad. Um, yeah, giant HP TV spider right? crawling out <laughs> like right? near the edge. Do not play that on an eighty-inch screen. Um, you could give the show a chance, but. See if you like. I would. It I would say that while it is a mobster show, it's it's a character study of a guy who is trying to make everything he does seem like he's doing it and giving him the benefit of the doubt. Like that. That alone, concerning what he does for a living, is is a worthy character. It's kind of like Don Draper. It's like, hey, yeah. Don Draper, right. you have a hot wife. Why are you sleeping with the doctor's wife or whatever? Why are you sleeping with other women who are not as hot as your hot wife? How does this make sense, Don? That's yeah, what I saw on right. Well, two. you, like, figure well, you, out Yeah, why. he unravels. He onion peels it back. But that's what I'm saying. With Tony Soprano, it's, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting look at a guy trying to, like, justify his reasoning behind, you know, everything he does. And it's... It's compelling. Like, no joke, David Chase talked about how he, you know, he's supposed to be a villain, but the way he played the role made him this guy that people looked up to because he was so totally uh, into making sure people understood he was not doing this because he thought it was bad. He thought it was well, the right thing That's how you make a good hero. But, and that's the thing. It's Heroes like, are always good, good, he- good bad guys always come off as... As heroes. The nicest Could you believe them? You have to be justified in what you do. And if you really think about it, you know, the good guys are the ones that are always bending the rules, usually, like, going above and beyond, like, the law to, you know, get what they want and get what they do. And when you really think about it, they're the ones that kind of almost have the bad guy. In, yeah. they, they are kind of bad guy-esque, right. whereas, you know, the bad guys have the mask of a good guy. Right. So you're usually like you're like, Oh, he could be a good guy. Oh wait, no, he's horrible. Yeah. Like he eats babies when he gets home. That's pretty evil. <laughs> I think that's like ten on a scale of one to ten of evilness right there. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
that was t- too evil. Man. Number one jaywalks. Number ten eats babies. Yeah. <laughs> no, number one doesn't tip twenty percent. Tips nineteen percent. Not a good tipper. And doesn't apologize for it. Yeah. All right. But like, uh, but Walter White, right? We've all seen Breaking Bad. We no, all. No, I haven't. You haven't. Okay. Let's not go there. All right. Well, because I'm on the start. It's kind of <laughs> like Walter White. Walter White, in the as far as a character goes, is the exact opposite of Tony Soprano, and you'll see it once you watch the show. Yeah. But it's no. It, I heard you guys talking about yeah. it, and it just sounds crazy and amazing. At well, the that's time. the thing. It's like like Walter White's character would not exist without Tony Soprano. Neither would Vic Mackey. Neither would Don Draper. I mean, it it they just would not happen. I don't think a lot of you think it, that any, kind of like compelling, like very realist style television making would be happening if it wasn't for the Sopranos because like that whole style like that everybody's adopting yeah. from like the HBO shows pretty yeah. much. Stems where from the Sopranos and in the mid '90s, and now you kind of see it. I mean, I mean, it's not done now. It's done. TV is so insane. Like you look at the cinematography and TV shows, like Mad Men and stuff like that, and it's crazy good. Like you look at it sometimes, you're like, this is borderline cinematic. Yeah, like this could be on a big screen. You'd be like, oh, I'm watching like some show. Yeah. About, you know, you know, yeah. or I'm watching like a film. You know, they do such a good job now, but, like, so The Sopranos was kind of, I I want to say it's one of the first ones that really pushed that high-quality envelope. And, 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 you know, Matt, Matthew Weiner. I'm sure there were other sh- I'm Wein- sure there's other shows. Wein- Weiner there. started as a member of David Chase's staff. The Mafia. Oh, same thing. Yeah, Brian, Whatever. Brian. I don't know. And he had written Mad Men, the proof for it. And had given it to Chase and told him, like, I want to do this. And then once Chase became a writer in season, and Chase made uh, Weiner a writer in season two and he started directing episodes, that's when, you know, he went to bat for Weiner when he went to AMC and pitched Mad Men and said, no, this guy knows what he's what doing. What era do they, do they need to make a TV show in next? That's such a good call. 60s going into 70s for, for Mad Men. Obviously, everything else. Well, did, it's going to end going they, into the eighties. They did Downton Abbey in the twenties. Um, they already do. Was that? Uh, is it an HBO show like Boardwalk something? Boardwalk, oh, Boardwalk Empire. Empire is like Depression era thirties, twenties, yeah, twenties, thirties, yeah. Flappers, Prohibition. Prohibition, yeah. So that's actually that's actually the teens and twenties. That's actually. Because Prohibition came around in 1907, 8? Everybody's like, like I don't want to do the 80s. Right. 80s suck. Yeah, yeah. No one is. Yeah, there's that 70s show. <laughs> That's why they're stopping Mad Men. Right. Uh, um, probably somewhere well, in the 70s, they're like, we're like, coming up on the 80s. Well, I I just think it's it's not the show anymore. Yeah. No, it's not. It's, it's not very the much reason that why, era. It's not the reason why people like the show anymore. Like, if they, once they go to the 80s. Yeah. No. So, but yeah, I mean, it's that, very mad. mad Men right now is pretty um, air defining because it's everywhere. They have they have brought back the, I mean, the skinny tie has been in style. Well, I don't know though because how long has Mad Men been around? Two thousand eight, two thousand seven, two thousand seven. Yeah, I mean, they kind of drove oh, that hipsters. classic style. Nah, that, that wasn't a hipster thing though. Well, no, but the skinny tie, you know, like the very lean. Yes. Suit, yeah, you know, it wasn't no like, the, it wasn't like yeah. the big power 
suit. suit. It was like everything yeah. got trimmed way down, and they had like the skinny tie. And now, like you can even go on to um, some of those like websites where, or not like subscription things where they're like, "Hey, we'll give you discounts on like shoes and stuff like that." And th- I remember I got one for like the whole thing was like Mad Men theme. It was well, like yeah, suits. they have it at uh, Banana Republic. There you go. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's they have a they have an entire every season for the last like like two or three seasons I think they have a brand new line of clothing. Yeah. And P- I know people are doing kind of like which ma- I totally ma- want, but it costs like eight hundred. Yeah, it's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you have to fork over a ton of money, but people are doing like. But they're still they're bringing they're back like cocktail legit. hours. Yeah. Like people are starting to do that, and they're doing like Mad Men theme parties. You know where you like get a highball glass and like drink scotch and smoke like handled cigarettes i guess i don't know <laughs> it's <laughs> i've all, never been to one <laughs> it's almost like when kids like all want to do something because they saw it on tv it's like dude basically it's that it's a trend of sorts it's yeah it's like it's an era defining thing it's like oh hey we didn't live in the 50s that looks awesome they just like sip on extravagant it's like we're liqueur. like now <laughs> yeah we can be in that show so, yeah, that's what people do. It's interesting, though. You wonder how some of that starts, though. It's just a show. Yeah. You know, it's a... And everyone Something sees about it, that era. Yeah. You know, the six... That's... Go, like, that transition from, like, the 50s to the 60s, and that show's very much in there. And... Yeah, the 60s and set, like... That era has always been popular. Like mm-hmm. yeah. in every, aspect. it's a very sensationalized yeah, yeah. era. The sixties, thought of that's when suburbia and stuff started. Advent happening. of television, advent of television, yeah. man. There's a television in every home yeah. at that point. That's you know, you know it's very romanticized, yeah. but well, it's like music, fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, cars, really, cars, well, like all that kind of stuff. Really, yeah, those damn baby yeah. boomer people. Well, that was the thing. It was like once the money came in. I mean, you had Chevy, Ford. Uh, Pontiac, all those companies come out with big cars in the '60s. Lexus, Hyundai. You had the yeah, that's right. Kia. Lexus, Hyundai, Kia, Kia Sorento. Um, uh, that's right. <laughs> Don Draper, <laughs> like a new Kia Sorento. They're like that. Why is that in there? <laughs> but then, yeah, obviously, music with the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, and Prius. you name that. Um, Listening to a Jay Z album. <laughs> <laughs> Number one of the Billboard Top 100. Yeah. yeah. Jay Z and Beyonce. Jesus Christ! Speaking of Jesus, Jesus. Oh, I heard about that. God. I don't know if I'll... I don't know. I'll give his album a shot. I guess. I didn't even know Kanye was coming out with a new album. He was too busy giving Kim his child. That's how uninfluential... By the way, North? Really? Can call that baby Northwest? They're going to call it that? Yeah. It's supposedly. It's an awesome name. No, it's not. Northwest? Mm. Northwest Majors? <laughs> <laughs> My baby Northwest Majors. <laughs> Gets free... North, Southeast, West? Oh, Lord. God, so um, bad. So we'll stay on entertainment, and I just got out of seeing... Well, we talked a little bit about movies that we've seen. Yeah. I've been on a weird movie kick. kick, and I saw two movies. I saw uh, I saw Monsters, Inc. tonight. Monsters University. Monsters University tonight. Yes. And then I saw um, Man of Steel. I can't remember Monsters University. There's only this is only a sequel, right? It's there was a sequel. It's yeah. a there prequel. Was, okay, well, well there wasn't prequel. like a a sequel, right? To no, the first one. No. So there's only been two movies. Monsters so. Inc. Two was originally thought to have been a true sequel, but then they decided to go the Monsters University route. 
Okay. Yeah. So Monsters Inc. Two was talked about as early as like 2007 or 2008 because they had made Toy Story Two and Toy Story Three and all that. But I do think that this was a big time redeeming movie. Oh, for without a doubt, Pixar. Pixar hit this one. They were kind of it seemed like they were kind of going down that route where like, oh my god, they're just rehashing everything, and it seems like they're just trying yeah. to. You know, Brave make money was, off of. Well, they were making a ton of characters. original stuff, yeah. right? Well, Brave was, Brave was good, but it wasn't like it wasn't defining. Uh, obviously, Cars Two was horrid, but like Monsters University totally redeems the idea that even with something old, that Pixar can do something you know nice with it. And man, they did. They this was a great movie, absolutely a great movie. Yeah, they took your typical story arc of like the classic. You watch any classic college, oh yeah, film. And they take that story arc, but the, what they do, what, like I always say, the good storytellers do is they just take that story arc and then they make it their own. They put their own little twist on it. Their own Monsters, Inc. twist. And they take it somewhere where you don't expect it going, which is pretty cool. There are a few times you're like, oh, the movie's going to end now. No, it's not ending. It's going to. So they do one of those things where you see them like, oh, they're going to go there. Then all falls apart, and then it's like, oh, and then everything's good, yeah, but wait, everything isn't good, and then, hey, and then, uh, so they do a good roller coaster ride, keep you guessing. So, it's and, impressive. And um, really good really good characters, um, neat, neat story, cool twist at the end. I liked it. I and it was, it was funny. Good. It was funny. It's very funny. Um, Man of Steel, Pete, Pete texted all of us in this room. I said to go see it. And he's and in all caps, go see Man of Steel. I think it's the best Superman movie. Which, be, let's be real here. It's not that hard. No joke. And I know. But here's the thing. And I had a big, long discussion with my buddy JD, fellow movie nerd, connoisseur person. And I, I, can, I basically came up with this analogy. The Superman franchise was very much like those Twilight years of the waning Barry Bonds era with the San Francisco Giants. Yeah. Where you had this monumental franchise character being Barry Bonds. And it was kind of like you knew you had this great thing, but you wanted it just to leave. You were like, just go. Let us rebuild. Let us... Start from scratch because we're tired of the ego and like the you know that's all the like it was like kind of self destruct yeah know? I could say yeah and Superman was the same way like they, you start over yeah they really did and I'm not there's no way the film was not perfect I'm not no, yeah I'm not I, I'm, I it was, was definitely fun to watch though exactly but what I felt like they did was they they decided to try and hang their hat on something. You know, they were like, okay, we're going to take Superman and, and take it in a completely different route. You know, they're trying to make him, I guess, a little bit more, like, dark. Well, you got to humanize him. Yeah, which I, which I thought they did a pretty darn good job of. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't executed 110% perfectly. There were some parts where I wish they would have explained a little more. Yeah. And there were some parts where they explained too much, I think. Yeah. Um, 
But it feels like it's a step in the right direction for a franchise that has just been like floundering. Like I remember, I think it was like Superman 2 or Superman 3 or something like that. They were like, well, let's make Superman and he loses all of his powers and he kind of... Let's just have him bumble and stumble. And that's what the movie was. He was kind of just like, herp derp, I don't know what I'm doing, you know? And it was horrible. <laughs> and it's like Christopher Reeves is like, hey, is this my breakfast spoon? They're like, no, it's a microphone, you idiot. Like, they made Superman, excuse me for saying the word, but he was retarded. That's what they did with Superman. They're like, he loses his powers and he just can't function. And that's what they did. For their big blockbuster movie. And it's like, are you guys even trying? And they're like, what can we do? He can't die. Let's make him... He just loses his powers and is an idiot. And then he gets him back. And then and it's just like... That's like that's what that franchise was. And it was horrible. And they wasted Brando. And, uh, oh, right? You had Marlon Brando. One of the what? greatest and American And Richard actors. Pryor. You had Marlon Brando and Richard Pryor. Yeah. God, so, man. But I just, I think that I just felt really good going out of there. It was like, okay, this is actually a positive step towards something. Good. You know, like they didn't do some, I, I, w- I was glad that they, um, they didn't, you know, just ham it up full of like stupid, cheesy, like Hollywood jokes and do some over the top, like love story with Lois Lane you know, they didn't really do that. Yes, there was, like, a romance, and it wasn't, like, enthralling or anything, which I think yeah. is fine. They kept the focus on Superman, you know, and I was she like, great. Like, the special effects I thought were awesome, and other than that, you know, it was fairly safe, but I, was, I remember just like, wow, this is really good for a Superman movie. Yeah. You know, and I was actually excited when I got, I was like, this is a good step, like. You know, hopefully they can keep that momentum going. I thought I think the guy that is Superman, I think he's fine. I think he does yeah. good. Yeah, I thought, I thought he was a good Superman. And I thought I liked the the style how everything was very subtle. You know, like um of course the last act of the movie is just freaking uh you know, special effects central. But they're very modest with their uh special effects for the most for that big chunk after the intro you know where it's like krypton is being destroyed no it's just like you know and it's super crazy it's just like russell crowe standing on a green screen like yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) on dragons and crap you're like well cool (laughs) but then after no one wants to see russell crowe riding dragons (laughs) yeah I remember thinking like wow this is really like long (laughs) intro like they're getting after it and they, I don't know if it needed to be that long, but um, I thought it was cool. Like the whole, you know, they even when he was doing the Superman laser beam eyes, like you didn't see those till much later in the movie. Remember, they would just like kind of sh- like I don't know. It was I thought it was pretty modestly done. It wasn't and, trying to fill out like every like cool moment with Superman's powers. It wasn't using that yeah. to like the full extent. Yeah, they tried so, to be more creative. Is what. I'm assuming. Yeah, they, you know, there it it had some great parts, and then it had some kind of bad parts. Well, like, yeah, what are the bad parts? I was just trying to like say basically what you were getting at. Yeah. What was that, Harrison? What are the bad parts? The bad parts? Yeah. Can we spoil the movie yet? No. Uh, 
I don't think it's spoiling, but there's. Um, I know there's definitely like I feel like some corny parts and you kind of have to be corny with yeah, Superman though. I guess so. But was it fitting for the type of mood it had? Is is that the question? I really felt as me. There are a couple things like they didn't explain that I felt like they really should have explained, like how Superman finds the ship. He just like shows up in the Arctic. <laughs> He's Superman. He just shows up there, and I'm just like, uh, I can't remember. No, how they talk. They think they talked about something Z- like that. Zack Snyder must have thought that it was Watchmen. I I, I didn't see Watchmen either. I can't remember. See, like I, I felt like they needed to. It, you, they could have explained that in like two senses or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I felt like they could have explained that. But I, as me. Knowing nothing about Superman, I really felt like okay. Now I like understand Superman yeah. after seeing the movie. Yeah, and that's what's designed for. That's the same thing with like Iron Man. Definitely I the same thing with Batman. I liked what they did when he was begins. a kid. I thought like yeah, the Smallville, kid stuff was. I heard really the, good. I've heard the Smallville stuff is really good. I've heard except I don't good. really think they show. Or was it? Is it every? Is it Smallville where yeah. everything takes place in Smallville when he's yeah. a little kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. Because there was a show Smallville, so that's that what, makes sense. Oh, I thought that's what you're. And there was about. Smallville and the Water Tower and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I liked all the stuff they did when he was a kid. Yeah. 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 I thought that was. Really Although, cool. well, I can't spoil it. How? 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 He dies. Not. I can't. Oh yeah. How so and so dies? I was just like. Eh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you mean it's like just simply oh, there's no explanation, or no, it was is just it open ended? Like, I felt like, like he was like it was one of those like well, I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, okay, it's all right. That's you fine. Have to see it. That's fine. To see it. That's okay. Um, the movie I saw, so I saw Monsters University, but the other movie I saw this week, this is the end. Oh yeah, my goodness, which I've heard is hilarious. My goodness. So I need to see that, and I need to see World they, War Z. They take they take it. To another level, in fact, they cross a line, and you'll know what line it happens to be. But um, absolutely fantastic stuff. Complete. Obviously, it's that whole you know kind of Seth Rogen, his group of friends, you know Danny McBride, Jerry Baruchel, James Franco. It's very meta, Jonah Hill. But at the same time, it's like it's perfect because it's, they're playing. A, it's a complete send up of themselves, of like Hollywood. Of the like the apocalyptic thriller genre, and the ending's one of the greatest payoffs of all time. It seriously is. It's I absolutely loved it, and I can't say enough about uh, Jonah Hill in this movie. Uh, him him and McBride. McBride is McBride. I mean, Danny McBride at this point. I love Danny. McBride. He he can any he can say any words. He is in the zone that Will Ferrell was ten years ago. When Will Ferrell could literally no. say, when literally when Will Ferrell could say anything and it would be funny, Danny McBride. Oh, I think is, Danny McBride is like that. But Danny he's not McBride on the... is there. I'm not saying as a movie star because Will Ferrell has definitely, yeah. you know, he's the biggest com- comedy star in Hollywood. But man, McBride is just wow. He's fantastic in this movie. Yeah, except for I that one Danny scene. McBride. Except for that one scene. But go see that. So, yay to Man of Steel. Yay to Monsters University, and yay to This is the End. Go see it. Um, 
What else? There's oh yeah, the old NBA finals happened this week. Yeah, called it. If they don't shut it down in six, they're gonna lose. And they should have. I didn't watch seven. Seven was a good game. Uh, I did not boy, watch seven. I boy, watch seven. Watch Tim Duncan is gonna be kicking himself for that bunny he missed. That was and it was just like for the what he missed the bunny. It was a five foot baby hook, a shot he's made. Oh yeah, thousands of times. That. And it was just like, wow, you couldn't believe it. Uh, and he was just, he couldn't believe it himself. So uh, I i have this feeling that the Spurs will give it one more run with Parker and and uh, and Duncan with Leonard t- kind of taking over the Ginobili role. And I think Ginobili's done. Uh, but he the, killed him. The, he did. He had seven turnovers, I think, in game seven. He was bad. He really was. He had he had that brilliant game in game five. Which I, which I was gonna say, he reminded me of the guy that you have like you would see him on like NCAA teams and stuff like that, who you yeah. know, they they play him and he has like an amazing game in like the NCAA tournament or something like that, and then they try and stay with him. You know, he doesn't usually start Right, but you know, maybe he had a game where he drops like twenty points, and you're, they're just like, "Oh man, you know, let's maybe he's hot. Let's ride it, see what happens." I felt like the Spurs were like that. They were like, "Oh, we started Manu for Game Five. He hasn't started a game like all year, right? Right." And he goes off for like thirty-five points, and yeah. like we're gonna start him every game for. And I was, I remember thinking, it was like, I, th- I think they should have been smart enough to have realized that that was just a one-trick pony. Well, and yeah. The I, one thing though is gone back the one thing though is that Danny Green turned back into a pumpkin. He went one for twelve in game six and seven, mm-hmm. and that uh, happens though. That when that happens, because that's basically what kept Manu off of the floor and what allowed Manu to have the game he did in game five. So, yeah. um, well, LeBron again MVP number two. He goes for thirty seven. He almost has. He says forget the assist. He goes for thirty seven, twelve, and four. He uh, hits the he hits the the, the putt away jumper with thirty seconds to go. Um, absolutely, just incredible. He's he's he has arrived at the peak of his powers. Now has two titles at twenty eight. I kind of go, man, with that one. You think he's gonna get better? No, I'm just saying, like, dude, you, you know what? Game seven was game six, and I think any everybody, well, sure, everybody knows that, and you know what happened. In Game Six, when the Heat hit the shots they needed to, man, they did the, the Spurs. The, they didn't but get jobbed out. Here's the thing: who was supposed to hit those shots? LeBron hit a three to make it a two point game. But what happened in the, when it was turnover, turnover, turnover? That, sure, and then he hit. He tried a three. He missed it, and then Ray Allen hit a three, and then LeBron had the buckets in overtime to give them the win. So I'm fine with that. I mean, Jordan Jordan missed a couple of of shots in oh, NBA no, Finals. Of course he did. I I'm mean, not but, saying that, but that was. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't. think I think that game six, and it's not me being hater. It's just I think everybody saw the end of game six and was kind of like they saw LeBron like Cleveland LeBron like trying to play the Celtics or. Well, you know yeah, what I mean? He and did, he did, but then in the fourth no, quarter, no, but he was like literally scared when it when he was like, "Oh my God, we're down five points, and now it's on me, and I got to make stuff happen." 
and he was just like going in the lane, and he didn't know what to do. I wouldn't say he didn't know what to do. I think that he, he was he hesitated. He was very hesitant. He would drive yeah. in the lane, kind of looked to di- couldn't dish, didn't know where to shoot, and would just kind of. He had like sure. three turnovers. But then he decided that they're going to start giving him the outside shot. So he started taking the outside shot, and then he ended up hitting that three and then got right into Ray Allen. No idea how Ray Allen hits that shot. It's, he did it all the time. I, I knew mean, that was it's going It's pretty in. ridiculous. Once once it left his hand, everybody was like, oh, yeah, duh. But uh, I think it was fine. I mean, I have I have no problems with how LeBron played. I think that I don't either. I think he was absolutely fantastic. Um, he was fantastic. The big question is, though, is is Chris Bosh going to stick around? Like, no joke. Like, will the Heat, knowing that they're going to start getting pretty high into the luxury tax and seeing that Bosh... Uh, I'll tell you what, wherever I mean, Bosh goes, he's going to be an all-star and he's going to be a 2010 guy. That's fine, but that's because he'll be the guy. Yeah. I think on this team, I mean, he's the best. He's definitely one of the best guys within that 18 to 20 foot range in basketball, but he's not going to get enough of those shots, I don't think. I think he's going to be dependent more on a on a defensive and a rebounding front, and I think you can find that Where guy Miami? a lot easier. Yeah, and yeah. I think that Miami, I mean, you can go get a guy at a much cheaper rate than Chris Bosh. So that might be something that Miami might do as kind of a little tweak. Um, but now, no joke, uh is there going to be a team that's going to stop the Heat now? I mean, the Spurs were the Spurs weren't supposed to, and they almost yeah. did. The Dallas the, Mavericks I mean, weren't supposed can to. The and Pace, they did. Can the Pacers find that guy? Can the Pacers find one more guy? I don't see why not. Because yeah. I'll tell you, I mean, My I think I think the Heat are. They should have every. I know that it should it should not have gone seven if the Heat were. Supposed to be, you know, the heat. Right, right. They, I really, I honestly thought that they were just in a roll. So did I. You know, and they didn't. And I don't know. I just, I, I just don't see, uh, they don't look, do they look, do you think that this heat team looks like a Bulls team from the 90s? No. no. I just, you know what I mean? I know they want them to be. They really want them to be. Everybody really does. But, no, they want him to be Jordan. There's a difference. I think he'll be. He already can't be Jordan because Jordan never lost in the final and no. absolutely killed people when he had to kill people. And yeah, he was he was disgusting. You know what I mean? And I, he had 45 be, in Game Six. Of LeBron the will draft. be in the same realm with Kobe Bryant. You will have yeah, he'll Le- be a top you'll have five LeBron guy. versus Kobe discussion. I think statist- have, I think statistically he'll go down as probably the best per stats guy ever in the NBA because I think he's going to rack up the points, rack up the rebounds, and that combination is going to be the best ever. But you know what, though? I wouldn't be surprised within the next few years if there's going to be another person who's going to be just as big and just as athletic and just Kev- as good. Kevin as... Durant's only 24, guys. He's only 24. Yeah. So, But I mean that raw you know, speed and power thing. Mm-hmm. There's already a kid in high school who they're already Maybe. saying... Yeah. Is on the bronze level. He's like the same height. You know, he's bigger than he was in high school. You know, just as strong, just as athletic. But you gotta have that I mean, talent. Athletes are same thing with baseball players. Freaking look at Mike Trout and uh, um, Bryce Harper. Yeah. Bryce Harper. 
Mike Trout, Mike Trout once again after having the best year by a twenty year old ever is looking to have the best year by a twenty one year old ever. So keep an eye on that. I was just actually reading up on that because I thought that was so funny. Um, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's such a you know th- sports are so specialized now in everything. You know, that's year-round baseball. If you want to go play baseball, especially if you live out here in California, you can go play year-round baseball, travel baseball, and just do that. And and I think people are getting to the point now where if that's what their kids want to do, it, I think it's more okay now than it probably was 15, 20 years ago. I think people are kind of like, sure, like if this is what you want to do, we'll fork over a bunch of money. And same thing with football camps. There's high schools that pop up now. They're satellite campus high schools, and literally the only people who attend these schools are kids, top five-star recruit football players, all from around the nation, go to these high schools, and it's essentially an all-star team, and they just take online classes, and they just do football all the time. Beating the system. You know what I mean? And it's, I mean, they're going to be, we're going to, we're going to have an NBA in a few years where there's going to be multiple LeBrons. Yeah. You know? And it's gone to the point now where it was like, this is a once in a generation. It's like, no, I don't even know if it's going to be a once in a generation type thing. We'll see. Because people are so focused and so specialized now. I just, I don't even, it's cool, but at the same time, it's kind of scary, I think. I don't know. It's like. I feel like you have to wait until their career's over, really, to, to very much that. so. Because I mean, look at how many, like, look at Tim Lincecum. First, what five years? Yeah, mind-blowingly good pitcher. You couldn't hit him. Now it's just like he's trying to find himself again. He's like becoming a different pitcher. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just like I don't know. I don't think the Giants should give up on him this year. Or I mean, after, when the year's over, I don't. Well, I don't think they should let him go. If he, well, here's the thing: if he is willing to not ask for Tim Lincecum money, which he probably won't, you know, because he's an he athlete, has, and he is who's his agent, Scott Boris. No, no, that's right. Because Scott Boris won't let him take a four-year. Like thirty million dollar, whatever the hell his contract was, when he turned down his one hundred and like thirty million dollar contract because he wanted to get paid two hundred million dollars. I know we talked about that last week, but man, how do you turn down somebody's like sign this piece of paper and we will pay you one hundred and thirty million dollars? And you're like, nah, I don't know. I would sign it so fast because he's the only person in the history of baseball who did what he did. That's why, and you want to get paid, paid like the best. So, and well, now the Giants look freaking. Oh boy, we smart. Could, we we but. could spend a whole hour talking about them, but we got FGGC stuff to talk about here with the last SGC? eight minutes. FGC. Oh yeah. Um, Have you heard about that drama? Thing? Plus, mad drama. One, two, three, four, fifth tomorrow night. Petaluma. I guess there's a. Stri- I didn't know about it, but I uh, went on Twitter for the first time today in a long time, and everything was like. About FGC drama and stuff like that. I guess there's a guy who's a streamer. It's been kind of quiet. I feel like I don't know. It could maybe days, at least for me. Maybe it's because I haven't been paying attention to Twitter. But it was just there was this whole big thing. There's some guy. I'll show it to you. I think I actually have it on my Twitter, but I'll show it to you after the um the show. But there's a guy who does streaming for events and stuff like that. 
even as like content and uh wrote this big long thing about the FGC and a lot of tournament organizers and you know I guess promises being made and them not being fulfilled Doesn't. and then um but then there was also a counter remark from one of the tournament organizers I can't, I I don't even think I finished it. Would really help if it. I knew names. Like, well, yeah, I, I can show it to everybody you. Everybody says crap on, like on, that so. on Twitter. But uh, yeah, it's just there's, you know, he was calling out guys on like SRK and ECT and just like all this, you know, like the he wasn't just just random people. It was like the big tournament organizers, you know, the cannons, like <laughs> wizard, like he was. Shots were fired, as the children say. Shots fired like crazy. And you um, might... I don't know if you if you would know who he is. I'll show, I'll show it to you. But I was just like, damn. Like, what the heck's been going on? I've been busy with stuff. And I don't really even follow much of it. Except for you go on Twitter and you see the tweets. And everybody was, like, retweeting stuff. You know? Just, yeah. Like, four people were retweeting, like, the same stuff, and everybody was, like, putting in their two cents, and I was like, what the hell is this? Went to this link, and somebody had, like, all the conversations and stuff, and, like, put it together so you could, like, read them. I don't know. Interesting to get your take on it, but... Definitely don't want to, like, spend the last five minutes to be like, here, read this big, long thing, and then... Mm. Well, why may dojo tomorrow night? Eight o'clock already. Yep. Eight o'clock. Streaming. One, two, three, I play four, winner. Fifth. One two three four fifth. I can't. I can't do it. One two three four fifth. Fifth. Jay going. I can't hit that. High Are there any there. funny um overlays layouts? No, unfortunately, no. No. Oh man, because I, I saw that picture. When they announced it of Dave Chappelle, yeah, oh yeah, come well, on, do you need to do anything else than that? I mean, that's I thought that was that's, hilarious. That's pretty self-explanatory. And I was like, Maybe oh my I god, is this gonna be? Like, I was like, is this gonna be a theme? Like, is it just gonna be fifth, fifth? Maybe I can just have the background look like the. Oh, that would be sick. Like the amendments or something like that. Yeah. Oh, dude, when I get on, the when, dude, when I get on the mic tomorrow, I am definitely holding up a pa- piece of paper that says fifth on it. One, two, three, That's four, gonna five. happen. And then the, it's just, we're just gonna be dead silent for a whole match. <laughs> <laughs> the whole stream should just be silent. We we plead the fifth. Uh, and just type all your commentary. Sorry, stuff. Sure. Just, yeah. type, all just the commentary. type it out. Hey guys, we're pleading the sick. fifth for this match. <laughs> so. No, it's just the theme of the Elimination night. Elimination match. The theme of tonight. Loser's bracket. You just plead the fifth for yeah. the entire um, loser's bracket. I hope it's a good turnout because it's the last. Um, last pre Evo tournament monthly. in this area. There's one on Fairfield. Oh, next Sunday too. Oh, is that Ram Nation or no? No, it's by KB's. Okay. Speaking speaking of weekends, yes, I now have weekends off. That's right. Tim is done at um, at Apple at yeah. the Apple. Store. Great send off. Thanks to everyone there. Um, but tomorrow, if only, is it your first day? Technically, yes. I was in Monday to kind of get a, a lay of the land, so to speak. But I will be in. Actually, officially, as the copywriter tomorrow. You should pitch tomorrow. them packages to hang out with esports celebrity Harrison Young 
fifty thousand dollars, and you can come what? live stream with Harrison. Two hundred million Tim bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Shroop bucks, but better. <laughs> what? What? What is not Shroop bucks? They're called. Uh, what are they? Shroop. You will get your own fighting game stick with Harrison's Which face, which is equivalent to one Ike sandwich. Yes, <laughs> yes that's right. Uh, one. Oh, by the 50 way, fifty million Tim bucks or one Ike sandwich. So. I I did not eat anything last weekend on I think Saturday wow, or Sunday. And you're still doing. You're looking great you. for not having eaten for Shut an entire up. week. Hate you so much. Um, but I tried. I ate the kryptonite. Oh, you did at Ike's. It's like two sandwiches, right? Yeah, I, I'm never doing that again. Tim, you can't be kryptoniting it up, dog. I kryptonited. I almost kryptonited my pants. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was Kryptonian, man. By the way, so those who don't know, Ike's has three Superman-related sandwiches. Kryptonite, Lex Luthor, and of course the Superman. You gotta go check those out. Wait, they have the Superman now? I thought they had the Superman. When I, I thought there's, there's, there's no. three they should have of them. the Clark Kent. There's just two. I thought there were three. I thought it was no. Lex. Okay, then there's two. I don't think so. They might have a Superman. I want a Lois Lane. They're like, what? They probably we do. don't have that. <laughs> What the hell? I like her too, but I'm sorry, we don't carry you. Sure. Like, wow. Random characters. Yeah. <laughs> so, good show this weekend. I want a General Zod. They're like, we don't have that. You're drunk. Get out of here. Ah, uh, Smallville. Go back to Starbase. Go back. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, so I beat the last of us. You should probably go buy it because yeah, really good. It's absolutely amazing. on that Xenoblade Chronicles kick. Play that for sure. They but, should make no, a. They should Us make one. a Last of Us miniseries. They might. So cool. They might. Definitely good. Yeah. When is Walking Dead starting up? I actually just October started watching that. I think? Yeah, Again. it's after Breaking Bad. Yeah. I just, Mad Men runs out, and then Breaking Bad starts August 11th. Well, there's then, still the killing. The killing runs for the time between Mad Men, yeah. but then yeah, Breaking Bad comes back August 11th. Walking Dead. These after are all that. on AMC. AMC. Okay, so there's a method behind the madness. Why? Okay. Game of Thrones. A year from now. Nah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. We love you. <laughs> we are out of here next week. We love you all. Stay classy. M